Hi. Holding. Okay. I'm good. How are you? I know. Um, so today I've like spent some time to decompress this morning. I talked on the phone with a few friends. Um, just to update like everybody. Because now it's like I share the information about all the action going on. And uh, I definitely am recognizing my role a lot more. What do you mean by that? Um, because I, I'm able to give a bunch of people the information about, like, um, current events, and I don't think they're getting information elsewhere, so I'm, like, taking that responsibility seriously, because someone has to, and someone has to actually share the right info, you know? Yeah, there's a big problem with out with source checking and just being able to put whatever you want on the internet without any validity to it. So I totally, I totally understand. And that's what we're dealing with. Hi. Hi. We're dealing with currently, um, in the black live community because, um, I'll just give a little backstory about what happened. Uh, since you already know, but the listeners don't. Um, the other day on Saturday, it was believed that one of our comrades was killed by a Trump supporter in a hit and run drive by. And um, of course, there were immediate actions because that's what we do. And we all like bound together, you know, to one, bring awareness, but also send off the soul so it has a proper release from this this version of life um so I went out there on was that Tuesday? Monday to be with all the kids and I just like sit with them and bless the land and bless his soul and all this and I wake up Tuesday morning messages and posts from people in the movement telling me that this this kid actually is not dead. This kid was trying to get money and him and his mom planned to scam the community. Um, And that kind of behavior is unacceptable and it's unnecessary because we're a tech community like if someone's struggling like be honest about it these GoFundMe's go up like that you know mm-hmm. and they were asking for money and a big a big part of like what upset a lot of the people it wasn't necessarily the money it was the sources of the information being shared because now all of a sudden you have these street journalists who I must remind you, are all non-black folks who have been documenting our movement, which I'm great grateful for that, but I also feel like it's their job to just listen and not make a movie about what we're doing. And these people shared the wrong information, and they're discredited as um, like a source of correct information. From this point until... For forever, for me. Yeah. I won't trust. I won't trust anything they have to say because they did not fact check a very, 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 very important thing. Like it's not to me. It was like you know because a lot of people are commenting back and forth. Like the the good thing is we know he's alive. Don't be discouraged just because people are mad at you. 
everybody makes mistakes, but we don't make mistakes like that. We can't make mistakes like that where we are reporting someone dead. There's immediate action, because that's how we band together. There's people throwing money into this, people throwing time and energy and their hearts into this, and you didn't even fact check enough, and you're supposed to be a close friend of this person, uh, a close friend who spoke with the victim's mother, all this shit, but like, come to find out, it was just a, a, a scam. Yeah. And I think everyone involved is responsible. Totally. I mean, it, it just... I mean, that's a pretty desperate move. You got to be needing it pretty bad to try to even pull something like that, I feel like, because it's not, obviously not like a, a healthy-minded approach. You know what I mean? No, I know what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not condoning the behavior. I'm just saying, like, that seems to me like a really desperate move to even come up with that. And then also to know that and that also sheds light in the problem with journalism that you have a bunch of people claiming to be whatever they want. And it's not just in journalism. It's everywhere. People claiming to be what artists, like, say, like, real estate agents, anything. People can claim, say whatever they want, and then pe- a certain amount of people will believe them. And that's not, right. that, that's a huge problem, too. Exactly, because all this, all that happened with this was, this distraction disrupted the action. We didn't need to be distracted for a whole day over this. Multiple days. Well, yeah. Yesterday was the big day of distraction as far as, like, the reveal, everyone trying to get answers. This happened on Saturday, so people have been, like, involving themselves since Saturday night. And then I'm just, like, realizing a lot of holes in the story. I'm like, well, who was on the scene of the crime? I'm, like, asking people. Because, I mean, I've lost friends on the street, too, like, in a car accident type situation. And you, like... The, story, the whole story is like, well, where are these people he was helping across the street? Like, they are witnesses to a murder. And then it comes out it's all made-up story. Um, it affected us because we're trying to hold on to our black men. They are dying at an alarming rate. And you made, a, you made a mockery out of something that there's moms who don't get to see their son again, you know? And that, that family may, may have been really, really down on their luck, but all they did was piss off a lot of people. Right, it obviously wasn't the right move, and it wasn't a... Well, that's the thing, you can't, you gotta be able to back shit up. And in my mind, and in my eyes, they are, like, everyone involved is uninvited to this movement. Right, obviously. And they took our movement, just like the people that started looting on the fucking streets when, you know, people are protesting. Like, you're uninvited because you're taking our shit and making it about you for your own selfish personal gain when we actually are losing black lives and lives of people of color every day. And, like, I mean, to the point where there were kids staying the night at the scene of a crime to make sure the police didn't tear down the vigil. So they're, like, risking their safety and it's just like right it, it's it's a water droplet that then spreads out much wider and affects tons yeah. of people yeah one of those guys that is involved that um, was sharing the news, the, the news he was like well I realized that this is a big per, uh, permanent stain on my credibility I'm like yes motherfucker it is and I just watched his followers drop I just keep dropping because when you're a source of information for people and then you share something so breaking but you did nothing to back it up and you were also pushing the story it would be different if he was like I think this might have happened but he was pushing it and pushing it and trying to get notoriety for it right I'm like you're a Netflix documentary film maker why the fuck are you out on the streets with us you're pretty much the fucking enemy because you're telling, you, look how you're telling the story. You're not telling the right story. And I really liked what a few people said, like one woman who I was talking to, she's like, yeah, I can't, I can, I'm sorry, but I can no longer trust anything you say because it doesn't hold 
valued. Because you didn't even... She said Hunter S. Thompson would be rolling in his grave if you were trying to claim being a journalist and you make this kind of move. It's a bad, bad move. And it's upsetting because we just have so much work to do and we have... And unfortunately, like... People are desperate, but like that's unfair. We're all fucking out here struggling. You know, we're all desperate. You don't fake a death, though. Most people wouldn't. No, but. I mean, even fake a car accident, whatever. My other problem with it is, they fake this death, and they use MAGA to get us upset. But you can't say this kid was hit by a Trump supporter and not expect retaliation. So that got that was very dangerous for the movement as well. What well, started a fucking civil war. In it's LA. it's a perfect example of how how things are are going sideways a little bit. Like they're people are spreading things on the internet and we need to figure out a way to regulate it. We need to figure out a way to teach people how to not believe things, everything they see. And it, it it's a much wider problem. This is a perfect example of it. But I think I think we should take this the last episode because I didn't edit it yet. But I think we should put them both out, and then we should put them out back to back so people can listen to them all straight all together, so we can correct it and see how it can affect in real time. How do you feel about that? I like it. Okay. You know, because I was irresponsible in all in all ways in all facets and you don't know what what kind of things that's that's why it's irresponsible because you don't know what could spur from things like that Wasn't this a collusion? Wasn't this kind of the kid and the mom using them as they knew they yeah, could, though? It was the kid and the mom using them. It's the... Knowing that they would blow it up. Because they didn't go to yeah. a real person in the movement. They went to well, that the, source, right? One of these guys was in an argument with another guy on Twitter, and I saw the receipts. And this guy is, like, pushing the narrative. He's like, this really happened to my friend. I saw his body. Like, all this shit. But it's a lie. Well, yeah, that's what people do. They get on the internet and they say whatever they want to try to get the... It's the fame lottery. You didn't see his body. You might have seen his body laughing at everybody. But it got down to the point where people went over to this kid's house and debunked the whole damn thing. But that that was after and left a lot of us with unquestioned 
It says that pseudo pseudocide, which is faking your own death, is not technically elite, not technically a crime. It's not a crime. Pseudocide. Pseudocide, yeah. Wow, the terminology. <laughs> well, um, well, I don't. I, I think it's less that you're talking about it, and more or less like it's like a teaching moment for us all, where it's like, hey, this was something that really affected. I mean, it affected you personally, and we have to all be more diligent on checking where we get our information from and where how credible it is, you know? And the people who are not, they should be held accountable. I agree. If, if you call yourself a journalist. It's different than seeing, like, you know, me and the other people who shared a post versus your tag journalist. You claim to be a part of the National Association of Press whatever the fuck it is. But you got this story so wrong that you can, I will never trust anything you say from this moment on. Right. You don't get something so wrong. It, you shouldn't be allowed to no. get it. Yeah, you shouldn't be allowed no, to do like something like that and then be like, "Oh, sorry." It's like, no, you made a mess. Clean it. You got to clean it. You got to do something or pay or something. caught up in all that and that's the difference between you and the people who can't decipher the difference between those two things it's like uh if you know who you are and your identity is in your work or not your work but in in your soul and your being and and you're constantly working on that person then you don't need something like a democratic party or a or a maga party to to feel at home to feel community because we have community and knowing that there's other lone wolves out there, you know, it's like there's, there's community and independence in a certain way. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, cause that's the type of people we vibe with. We're like, yeah, we're, we're trying to mess with people that know who they are, that are on their own vibration. And I think that we're all capable of that as, as human beings. It's just, it's difficult to achieve that in the current setup of how things are and, but a lot of people don't even get the chance to be aware of it. You know what I mean? Like that's, there's, there's so many, there's a, an entire system predicated on make, making sure people don't do that. I'm glad that, uh, the truth is out there and that we've figured it out. Right. Cause that's really all that matters, you know?
like mentally, emotionally, and financially. That is just a proof our system is so fucked up that this kid and his mom thought the only option they had was to fake his death during uh, an uprising. And I hope that those those journalists, quote unquote, who who spread that story, realize how important authenticity is, and how important it is to actually, if you're going to say you're you have a profession as important as journalism, that you actually are a professional, and because it discredits those actual professionals when you when you do something like that, and that. That goes for artists too. I mean, that goes for anybody that's a, that's a phony. Like there's, you don't help anybody. You you hurt yourself, those around you, and others indirectly by not being authentic. You and me both. <laughs> I feel like people are infiltrating our movement and they're giving it a bad name. And they're doing dumb shit to make us look too stupid. And like that whole situation made us look weak in my mind. It made us look like we don't have any kind of control over this. We got motherfuckers all over the place claiming they're for the movement. Well, that's how... That's how it's going to be spun, of course, in the, in the opposite direction. But that's how the whole thing works. You know, you get a story, you spin it one way to... It's all ammunition in the in the online battle of, of perception. Right. Obviously, when we, when we talk about it and we get down to the nuance of the situation, you realize it was some, a, group of, a small group of individuals who made some bad decisions that caused a huge thing that was completely untrue to spread. And that happens a lot all over the place, all the time. And we have to figure out a way to, to stop it. Right. We have to figure out a way to, like... Like, if, especially, like, don't claim that's your friend, then. Like, if you have a closeness to someone... And, like, if something happened to me, and you were like, no, that's my friend, I know this actually happened to her, people would believe you because there are receipts. Or like, oh, because there were two different things that I found fishy. I was like, his last name is different on two different posts. And I asked someone about it, and they ignored me. Right. Well, that comes back to being authentic. That goes back to be a, um, authentic as well. It's like, are they really your friend, or are they just somebody you know on the from the internet? Like, are they your friend on the internet, or are they your real in life, real life friend? How well? How well? Yeah. Because if that was me, you would be like, this is Duwop. This is her address. This like, if you're not here, you would find someone to come and make sure I'm okay. You know, like, people, you can right. back it up. Right. And I just, like, these non-black people in our movement keep giving it a bad fucking name. And I'm not here for this shit. Like, this is actually serious. We have so much work to do. And, like, our ancestors would be fucking angry. Because I was down there blessing the fucking land along with others that are doing their work. And, like, we got taken for a ride. Yep. And let me tell you, I only like getting taken for a ride if I'm sitting shotgun. That's a fact. So, but besides that, everything's been kind of crazy. I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. Something so special about that place Even your emotion not an echo So much space When you're out there without a care Yeah, I was out of touch But it wasn't because I didn't know I just knew too much Cause that made me
I, I, but I'm getting to be in contact with some really, really inspiring, protesting people that I've looked up to for years, which makes me feel really good because they're recognizing my dedication and that's like that confirmation actually does mean something. Especially these people who have just been like a decade I've been inspired by and following them and you know, sharing their work. So there are good things coming out of this. And they like what I say because I'm I'm trying to make it very clear to everyone that I'm celebrating a Donald Trump defeat, not a Biden victory. Truth. I'm celebrating a defeat of the orange monster, not the victory of the other monster. The decrepit old person. The new old man that's going to run the country. <laughs> like, first of all, can we drop the age down a little bit? Can they, because like, these old dudes, they don't really know anything. Yeah. Did you try to just tell them grandpa with an iPhone? It's a fucking whole day of work. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts on, like, like, how do you feel? Because, like, I've been really um, offended by all the celebrating because people want to come out when it's suitable, when it suits them best. What are your thoughts on the whole, how everything has turned out since, I would say, Saturday to now? Uh, well, I'm in the same camp as you. Like, I, I was also celebrating a Trump defeat as opposed to a Biden victory, but we still don't really know it yet, technically. So, Trump's not going to concede. Uh, a lot's going to come to the runoff election in Georgia in January. So, I am relieved that it's over and that the hype is over because that is just annoying and palpable. And I'm glad that it's no longer... Uh, an unknown, you know? Right. Um, but I'm not super... Not a lot has changed in my mind. I'm not a lot more hopeful than I was last week or than I'll be next week probably, but it does feel like a little bit of a sense of relief just in general. Like, I think if it was looking like Trump was going to win, everything would be more tense just because of the uncertainty of the continued wildness, you know, where like at least if there's a Biden victory, we'll know that things will on a daily basis politically simmer down to a certain extent. And that could be good, I think. But I don't really trust either Biden or Harris, Kamala Harris. And I think that it's possible if he... Like, if Bernie's on the cabinet and if if Tulsi Gabbard's in the cabinet, I think it could be cool. Um, but I don't know. There's going to have to be some policy changes and some things that change on a much larger scale as far as taking care of our own before I'm going right. to flip and my they, switch, I think. Right. And they need to be, they will be held accountable if they don't, they let us down. Like, these reparations need to go into effect. They need to figure out a way to give reparations to the BIPOC community in this country. They need to really put in the work on uh, just completely abolishing ICE. Stop stealing humans, because where are they even going? You know, they have a lot of work to do. But my issues with them is that they're involved in some of this evil shit. So... Like, there were kids being taken by ICE when um, Obama was in office. Right. You know, so that kind of policy needs to change. Well, there's a lot of money to be made in the in the prison industry, which is ridiculous, but yeah, it's a thing. Right. Yeah. That that's a thing, and that it makes a lot of money, and that it's a that that's okay is is beyond me. But I don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. Long, road. Long way road. Yeah.
So <laughs> I epically uh, messed up. I, uh, I if you'll get an email. I I scheduled my emails from two days from now, and uh, well, it'll be Friday, which it'll, this will be out then. So I scheduled my emails for today, but they accidentally came out uh, today. So yes. on Wednesday at one. So I don't know, and my shop button didn't work, and so 2020 just keeps on hitting. But. Uh, yeah, um, humanimalsart.com is the official sponsor of this podcast for the first time, uh, episode 30, and uh, I guess it'll be 31, um, and yeah, I'm live, I'm ready to go, so if you're out there and you uh, want to support me, buy some art, <laughs> and buy some art from Duop too. <laughs> That's true, but I only have six spots left, so um, hop on the custom shop part of the site and send me a pic or tell me your story, and uh, I'll make you something great. Yes, my favorite of the series are the goats, of course. Yeah, I'm gonna they're I'm gonna release they're already available, but I'm gonna like feature them like for Black Friday, I think. So. Yes, please. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's gonna be cool. <laughs> yeah, what should we what should we call it? 
shocked to be, you know, piling in the Sears this year? No. Spreading the cold? No, it's all going to be done online, I think. Uh, in the cities and then in the rural places, people are probably still going to do that, but... I, th- I think either way, it's supposed to be the largest online shopping year ever, obviously because of the pandemic. So I'm I'm hoping that I'll be able to take a little slice of that because yeah, boys broke, but it's only temporary. Been broke before. <laughs> right, they call them angel investors for a reason, you know. You know what the funny thing is? Is like people are all about like investing in, in uh, num- like numbers and data and things like that. But like, investing in artists is is one of the best investments you could ever make because investing in the right artist, I guess I should say, which is imp- it's impossible to tell who's the right one. But artists like John Bon Jovi, who have had the same record deal since he was a, a kid, you know, like. People like like my like my idol John Mayer like he got a record deal when he was twenty two still the same deal twenty years later like um, investing in the right artist can go a really long way and I think we should do more of that. Um, I was listening to this guy um, I forget his last name and his first name is Nick. He's with a, a new investment music model called True Music and he's a, a UK guy. I heard him on. Um, Ari Herdstan's podcast, How to Make It in the New Music Business. And um, he was talking about how his company and there's others as well that are, are starting to look into or starting to view the model of investment in artists, music music artists in a different way. And I think that that model could be spread into other artists and other mediums as well. So I am hopeful in that respect. The the ball is in our our court as far as ownership as artists moving forward, and I am super hopeful there. Um, well, we're going back in time, so if we're going back to like the medievals. All the artists were fucking winning the game. So right. Let's, just, let's go. Let's do it. Twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. Bring it on. We're 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 coming up. Can you believe it? Yeah, we're like almost like six weeks away, seven weeks away, something like that. It's, it blows my mind. I'm excited about it. I'm over it. I blows my mind because so much has happened in such a short period of time. I remember being really amped end of last 2019, being like 2020 is going to be the year. It sure is the year. <laughs> I was like, this is going to be the year that changes things. Yeah, uh, yeah that was uh, an accurate Dude, prediction. That was. <laughs> Changed everything. Yeah, it's um the year itself will not you know, January first things won't be better. No. But, but it's a nice way to see look at it doesn't have to be as shitty. It will be getting better because the pandemic will be older and the older the pandemic gets the closer it is to being over. Are we gonna have a birthday party for COVID in March? We we probably should. Are we are, are we gonna celebrate the Chinese COVID or <laughs> Chinese COVID or American COVID? Right. I was gonna say if it's if it's Chinese COVID birthday party, I think that that's now. Yeah, people are like twenty twenty so fucked up this COVID nineteen thing. I'm like, it's named after the year. <laughs> Duh. How do y'all not know? But I feel like there's so. I didn't know that actually. <laughs> yes, I am. But there's a lot of ignorance when it like today. I don't know if you noticed. I don't know if you saw my story, but I shared something about sage and saging because I'm sick of seeing people sage who don't have the clearance to heal. You can sage your own shit, but you shouldn't be out there healing the streets with sage unless you have certain DNA. And the indigenous community is very offended by sage being sold at places like Urban Outfitters and all of this shit because it's not for your little trend, you know? Like, the ancestors were... So, a little backstory. The BIPOC community, which is the black and indigenous people of color, um, 
who were completely oppressed and are now trying to become less oppressed with sage and like burning of plants as a ritual in the indigenous community the colonizers banned it and like they treated it like a crime people were killed and shit for this so I made a post to just bring some education into this fucking world because I'm sick of seeing like certain things like that because it is disrespect and it's disrespect to my culture as well like people think I'm gonna only call them out on on appropriating black culture and African culture but indigenous culture gives a fucking that people just rob 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 and if you're out there doing blessings with plants like that the indigenous use to heal and bless and you don't have that DNA, you could really be setting off some bad energy. And that is what we have to stop because I feel like that has caused, that could be the root of some of the shit we've been through over the last few years. Right, because all these Karens are out here burning sage, like, it's not, it feels good, I like the smell. Right, like, using the wrong practices or using the wrong materials for their practices. But it's just like, it's another fucking thing. It's another appropriation that is like never, and it always burns my ass when I see it. So I decided today to start talking about it. Good. And of course, people have their opinions about it, which I respect. I'm like, if you don't believe me, you can just check Google. You can Google, literally Google search white people in sage, and you'll get like a ton of articles that come up about how the indigenous population feels offended by white people saging shit. And we know, we know how much white people care about what indigenous people think and hold sacred, right? Right. White people are the ones who took the land and took the sage and took the plants and took the medicine and took the traditions from people. So, it's one of my best... You know, I have to have a little battle every day, I guess, at this point. That's my, my battle for Wednesday. Well, I think that this has always been kind of just a forum for us to discuss openly whatever is on our mind, and there are no boundaries here, which is why we're such close friends, and and why I think that that why I hope we hope this is helpful. Just like um, I think it's important to be able to come from different uh, backgrounds and and be able to find common ground because we we almost all have something in common, you know, whether it's the love of sports or, or family or, or art or like there's, there's something that, that connects us all. And, um, I love that you're out here speaking your mind and telling your truth. And I love that I can help you broadcast it, broadcast that voice louder and further. So. Thank you. You know why? It's because so many men in my life recently, you know, I get into it with strangers. Um, Recently, I was like having a conversation with these dudes, and we're just, like we weren't talking politics either. We were talking about like uh, values and relationships. Because I was saying how I think it's totally fine for like guys to be friends with the opposite sex and vice versa, like if they're hetero, whatever your your orientation is. If you're friends with someone that you could easily be attracted to, I'm like the problem that we have in our society and in humanity is we're just so quick to judge. But you cannot realistically think someone is only going to look at that other person for the rest of their life as someone they're attracted to. It's just not possible. And I was getting argued with, so I just, like, stopped talking at one point. And I told the guys, I was like, well, can I chime in? Because all y'all do is talk over me when I try to talk. And this is, you were trying to get my opinion, and then you just kept talking in circles with each other. And my opinion is that actually very valid. You know, and it's just like, I really appreciate having this podcast so I feel like people will be able to hear a lot of my side of things without having to argue back to me what, you know, what I'm talking about. It's like, there's no argument necessary. These are facts based on experience. Yeah. There's no, arg- there's no right or wrong. But... And it's, it's mostly the men these days for me, so I'm only calling them out. But they have been really fucking so quick to argue with me these days 
because, you know, I come walking in the door, you can tell I'm fucking radical about something. <laughs> you know, like, this bitch might start some shit. And, and, but the, I will start and finish it. Well, outside of, I mean, that's a whole other battle going on between men and women and that struggle there, which is, trans, it transcends race entirely because it happens everywhere. Like, there, there's uh, been a long power, uh, a power, not a power, I guess a power struggle, but for a long time, it, like, there was no question about it. Men just had the say, you know, and that's up until really recently, like, like, really recently, like the 80s. <laughs> or even yeah. like later, like the like the nineties, even you know. So, uh, shit. If we're gonna really be real, since the Me Too movement, f- totally. Which was what three was years ago, four years ago. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I and I talk over you sometimes, and I talk over all the women in my life sometimes. I, I try not to, but um, so there you, needs to be. Your, your species can't help. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a dude. I uh, I do a lot of dude things. I uh, have hair all over my body, none on my head. It's I love to Super eat meat. Um, I love sports, but I'm also I also wear women's pajamas, and I uh, I love to hang out with women. Do you get pedicures? Hell yeah! Every man should get a pedicure. I I tell all my guy friends this: if you never have, you should. It feels like you get new feet, like. And it's the ultimate pamper. I don't ever get pedicure. Why? Because I'm not a girl like that. But you should. You it it feels I, great. I literally never wear sandals either. It doesn't matter. It's just about it's just about having somebody clean and tend to your feet it makes you feel pretty awesome. You should try it. We should go together. Okay, I'll go with you. It's fun. Oh, okay. Uh, back in like 2005. My pedicure experience. Only That's one? It. Yeah, I've had one pedicure. Oh, wow. I've had like, I don't know, like eight or nine. Probably not a lot, but I, I didn't get. I have a lot of male friends who go regularly. I, I'm glad y'all's feet are fucking disgusting. Totally. I don't like to go down. I don't like to even spend time down there. Like, my feet aren't that bad, but they're not. They're not <laughs> like. Yeah, I mean, I got a whole ingrown toenail situation thing going on, but, uh, yeah, it's not that bad, and I don't have that bad feet, but I do really like the way that I feel afterwards. I get maybe, like, one or two a year, but I would highly, highly recommend it to anybody, especially if you have gnarly feet, because nobody in your life wants to look at your gnarly feet, and if you live in a, a warm weather climate, like I know LA is, and... I know, we uh, we got a bunch of people living in India or listening in India. Just get a pedicure, dudes, you know, get a pedicure, get your butthole checked. Prostate cancer is the number one killer. Um, you know, just, yes, absolutely. And also guys, don't be so afraid of things going in your butt. Your G spots in there. Okay. It's really not that big a deal. Alright. It's just your asshole. Right. And just wait till you try. <laughs> just wait till you try. If you really want to try something fun, get a butt plug and a pedicure. At the same time. <laughs> <laughs> just wear that shit while you're getting here. This really went from like G rated. You never know where we're going to go. We're like a. We're like the, we're like a ghost riding bicycle. You never know which way we're gonna turn. A ghost? Yeah, you know when you used to ghost ride a bike? You like oh, nope. You like you, you push it down the hill and it's going for a while and then the handles oh, yeah. bar handlebars start to go and then they go berserk and then you just crash really hard. Yes, ghosting the whip. Yeah, well that's a I thought I think that's a little bit different. That's just putting it in neutral, right? No, well no, I mean the whip as in the bike. That's ah, what we would say. Right. We, we didn't Right. I had a scooter. I had one of those micro scooters, which wasn't small at all. It was actually much larger than the Razor. But... One of the, uh, oh, smaller than a Razor? No, it was bigger than a Razor. Bigger than a Razor. But it was called a micro, which didn't make any sense. 
you dummies. I'm gonna get a new uh, scooter. I would love to have one just for like my like just going down the street. Like I would save on minutes being late places if I could just get out of my car and hop on my little razor. I love the Lime scooters, the little ones you can ride on your app. I used to ride them all the time in LA, and now I ride them here in Cincinnati as well. Um, I'm not more into the bikes because I like to sit. I know you're into the bike. I rode around with you on a bike for eight hours one day protesting. This is true. <laughs> and my bike was not electronic, I mind you. <laughs> I was huffing and puffing, trying to keep up with you. And your electric bike just, just jetsing in and around LA. And I'm like, <sighs> in like this 1950s Schwinn with a, with a basket in the front. <laughs> I was like, this is my duty. We did a good job that night helping that protest. We did. And we rode around. It was a workout. Rode around for like. I think I looked at my phone. It was like it was like forty two miles or something like that. I remember when I was like, like when we finally were done, I was like, hop off, legs all right. Like, oh, poor Taylor, his legs are probably jello. Yeah, I was tired. It was more. It was more the getting to the protest, like going from West Hollywood up the hill to Hollywood, was the shitty part. All the hills, all the hills were not fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's the least I could do. I was like, well, I can't be like, hey, can I get the electric bike? <laughs> I didn't feel like that was an option. <laughs> hey, Doop, I know we're going to this. I know we're going to this Black Lives Matter protest and everything, but hey, you mind taking the uh, the manual bike so I can get the electric one? <laughs> Yeah, I'm a cis white male. I think I should get the electric bike. Like, I'm really you know, I think I deserve it. Yeah, I should. I'll take the Schwinn. I'll take the. <laughs> I'll take the Schwinn, please. <laughs> no helmet. <laughs> uh, That's yeah. A good joke. It's real. It's so real, dude. What's the look today? What's the look? I like the red, the red one, the little bike hat you had. Because yeah, you're gonna wear your glasses too, right? Oh, is that the Kangle? The, the Mangle. Yeah, of course I picked that one. That's the one I wear. It's the Wish Apple uh, Kangle. <laughs> <laughs> That's like all the kids say that now. They don't say poor man's version. They say Wish App. Like they call someone, you're like the Wish App Dennis Rodman. Whatever the fuck. What's Wish App? I'm gonna... Wish App is where you can get like a lot of Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, the kids are using that. That's a cute look, right? I'm going for this little, like... It's moved from the back of a... The back of a truck to a... Or back of a car to a, the Wish app. And, and Craigslist. <laughs> well, Craigslist to, to Wish app. Um, you gotta go to work, right? It's almost two. You gotta go to work, it's two. Mm-hmm. I actually have to be at work at 3 30, but I'm going early to pick up Suhey, and we're gonna go have a drink at two. Nice. Well I just knew you said you had to go at two, so it's two. I don't want you to I don't wanna I don't want you to be late on my account. I hate being late. Oh, you hate being late? I hate it, and I was late for this podcast, and I'm sorry about it. You know how I feel about sorry. Yeah, it's your daily it's it's like uh I don't know. Like the third word you would use to describe you? <laughs> right. How, yeah. Two words. What would you describe me in three words? <laughs> um, 
bold. <laughs> Always 15 behind. <laughs> I don't care though. It, it, it happens. I just, I personally just like to, I like all punctuality. They gotta learn. They gotta learn somehow. That's right. <laughs> it's uh it's just a thing. It's all good. Um well have a great day and uh have fun with uh who's it? Sume? Suhei. Suhei, pardon me. Yeah, Suhei, she's my fucking road dog. You told me about her before. I don't think I've ever met her, yeah, but Yeah, shout out to Suhei. I really love her. We've known each other for a long time now and we just always I love it. Cool. Well, um, check out humanimalsart.com. Check out Duop's art page as well. Buy art from both of us. Um, yes. And tune in next week. And uh, we're learning every week. So I'm, I'm glad that uh, we were able to, to find the truth today. Yes, before you know it, you'll be listening to us on a bigger platform. Really? Or, well, I have a feeling. I'm just putting it out there. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, manifest that shit. All right, y'all. We'll see you soon. Till next week. Bye.